0: Well, I'm really excited about this podcast because I've been trying to get you on my podcast for a while now, Miss Mary McDermott uh, with Mass Mutual. So let's first talk about your position, because when we first interacted, um, I met you because you were unique. Uh, I feel like you're a unique little unicorn <laughs> in the financial planning world because not only are you a financial planner, you are also a special needs mama. Right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your daughter yeah. and your position and kind of even how it's transitioned. Because when I first met you, you were doing financial planning with an emphasis on helping families with special needs kids. But now it's a little bit different because you have more of a full, yeah, but well, it's different. Right. Um, so let's talk about first and foremost, your family. Yep. Yep. So... Um, I, what, I was, I started
1: financial planning when I was pregnant with Ruth, actually. Who's your youngest? Who's my youngest. So, um, I figured it is a hard profession just in general. Oh, I think so. I figured if I could make it when I was pregnant with my second, it'd just be like a downhill run. Oh, nice. I like your philosophy on that. I did not actually know that little tidbit (laughs) of information. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if we knew about all the things that were going to happen with her, Right when I made the transition. I have a feeling we did not.
0: Okay. Because you found out while you were still pregnant yes. that you were going to have a special needs child. So yes. how far along were you when you found out? So it was
1: 20 weeks when we got the first ultrasound and she was always really hard to see. She was hiding all the okay. time. So they, they were like, well, we." they spent a lot of time in the heart. And I was like,
0: mm. you know, that when you're like, kind of like, mm, I don't
1: like that. Yeah. Why are you spending so it's much time It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not my
0: first radio, yeah. people. Not my first ultrasound. Not my first job.
1: Yeah. So um, they're like, well, we need you to come back in a couple of weeks because we, we can't see the heart well. And we 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 see a shadow, but we don't know if it's a shadow. And so me and my husband were like, OK, cool. We think it's nothing because we had some scares with Charlie early and they ended up doing nothing. So we was like, oh, cool. All right. Whatever. The same old, same old. They do this every time. So we'll just come back. Yeah. And so we came back, and then they were like, okay, well, we need you to see the doctor. And we were like, (laughs) that's not good.
0: (laughs) Why? The other one you don't want to get is when the doctor (laughs) actually calls you after one of your tests. And it's not the nurse. It's the doctor. And you're like, oh. Yeah, this was in person. They were like,
1: ultrasound to doctor. And I was like, "Mm -hmm." So they found tumors on her heart. Um, And when babies have tumors on her heart, it's about a 99% chance of her having her specific rare disease. So we are pretty... Uh, so let's talk warned. about Warned what
0: her what's the name of her rare disease? Yeah, her
1: rare disease is called tuberous sclerosis complex. Super easy. Yes, yeah,
0: super. Yeah, because how many years have we known each other and I still can't I say it? it. That's yeah. why I make you do it. It's so I'm annoying. like it's sclerosis, or something or other. yeah
1: Sclerosis and complex in them. Yeah.
0: It just depends on. Yeah. I'm just team Ruthie or, all or <laughs> or Adventure have. Ruthie. Adventure Ruthie. yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: So uh the what she has going on is she'll have tumors form in her major organs. So she just doesn't have the DNA to fight tumors in our body. We all have that. And they're benign tumors. They are benign. Yep. Um, the only issues are is if they're non-operable, then we medicate. Or otherwise, we just have a slew of operations to take them out. Um, and then the seizures are a byproduct.
0: So, Sure. And with the seizures, then you have that developmental delay. Mm-hmm. Because obviously with the medications and then the seizure activity, it's just she's developmentally delayed. But, yet she's still great. I mean, she's still. Yeah. She's a trooper. She is a trooper. And she's making up mad um, yeah. time yep. despite everything that she's been through throughout her whole life. So your life has been a series of lots and lots of doctor's, it was appointments. Lot of doctor's appointments. Yeah, and a lot
1: of appointments. Yeah. And I think a lot of our families... In the rare space kind of face the same thing because there's a lot of
0: tumor-related
1: rare diseases where you don't really, you can't see it. She looks normal to most people. Yes. Um, unless you're really looking. And um, you just monitor and, and react, uh, which for a proactive parent is hard. Yeah. Because you don't want to just be like, oh, yeah, we'll wait six months and get an MRI and then just cross our fingers and the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So when I had Ruth and I came back from maternity leave, um, I actually called our um, advanced planning at Mass Mutual and I said, I am, don't know what I'm doing actually for my own plan. Can you help me just navigate what I'm supposed to do? Cause I, I don't have a will. Um, I don't know if I have the right insurance. I don't know. If she can get insurance, I don't, I don't know any of this stuff. And like, I'm, this is my job. So
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, perfect opportunity. Please help me. (laughs) Yes.
1: And they did. They did. And they're like, okay, you need to get a will. These are the things you should have in it. And then also um, they hooked me up with Kelly, who is in charge of our special care unit.
0: And she said, well, you have a story and you can relate. So you should probably do this for other people. Uh, so that's how it segue into specifically having that niche of working with families who have special needs dependents. Right. Yeah. Because even people who are even that early
1: knew. I mean, we have always shared our story because um, we just want to help anybody else out there that's going through the same thing. When you do that, then people gravitate towards you because they know what you're doing professionally yes. and then they know your personal life. Then they're going to be like, oh, we should go talk to her about this. And then you're like, I should, I should figure it out.
0: Yes. Well, that's just it. Hello, Holly at the Isaac Foundation. I I learned so much information (laughs) because people call and say, hey, Holly, you probably know the answer to this. And I'm like, oh, hold on a second. I got to get an index card, another new subject I'm going to be learning and navigating, which is part of the reason why you're here too, because we're talking about preparing for the future Mm -hmm. when you have a special needs dependent. And so there's a lot of things that um, cross my mind because this is a topic that comes up. Now, this is also one of my um, scare the shit out of you topics because um, nobody wants to talk about planning for end of life. Like, cause again, I have said this in multiple podcasts. I, as it turns out, I can't live for forever. Right. Uh, so I have to have a plan. I have to have a state, uh, my estate, in order to make sure. So we're going to talk a little bit about special needs trust <laughs> here in a minute. Um, but again, you know, like the million dollar question that I always have is, you know, like how much money do I need to make sure that I have, um, so that I can potentially retire depending on how, and again, I'm living in a world and as you are, cause you don't, we can't seem to the crystal ball and say, Oh, Caleb's functionality is going to be right. X or Y or Z. We have to plan for, kind of worst case it's like you're hoping for the best but planning for the worst yeah. i guess but isn't maybe that's it's like contingency do every yeah, day. Contingency
1: upon contingency
0: so yes if
1: x happens cool if not
0: let's move to y if not let's move back to a yes but then part of it is you want to make sure that as you're doing that contingency planning you're also setting yourself up for options should plan a mm-hmm. not come out because again um you know when you for us you know with Isaac and with Caleb you know we didn't have the benefit of knowing um and, you know I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse knowing right at birth that okay this is going to be a child right. that has special needs we basically with Isaac you know it was just you know everything was fine until a certain point that we started seeing him losing skills and abilities with Caleb I was noticing because I was so scared it's like literally every day waking up and watching it right. for something like oh does that look like <laughs> autism right. wait let's do this again and let me take a video of it so then I can just like watch it a thousand times to see if that looks odd or peculiar right. um so at three months like I was already noticing things with Caleb and so it was scaring yeah. me to death and so um for probably most people that aren't neurotic like myself <laughs> I'm happy to report that I, I acknowledge <laughs> that I'm crazy and I'm fine with that um but for most people you know they're starting to under you know for autism in particular you're noticing like okay maybe around 15 18 two years sometimes even three I mean let it be known mm-hmm. he had kids up until the age of nine mm-hmm. um even 16 that are getting an autism diagnosis. But again, like with any child, you're just planning for college. Like you're expecting your kid is going to go to college. And the news flashes is that there are very successful individuals with autism and other rare diseases and disorders that go to college and can be very, very successful. So um, let's talk a little bit then about, you know, I remember when I had Isaac, who was my first, um, in the hospital, like calling around to get the college funds you know like okay getting information about that because we had um isaac on march 28th and it was like oh god oh god like if we're gonna get this like you know college account set up like we need to get it in place by april first you know what i'm saying so we're you know like do is there a window that we have to open it blah 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 um and you know like i have to say you know, when you put planning and you have it open, these accounts, it's with the intention that you're planning for college, right? Correct. So let's talk a little bit about the college plans. Right. Um, because... Um, we were talking about the numbers, right. right? Okay, so 529 is the tax number, right. Right? right? Okay, so that's one of the things that makes me start clamming up and like it's almost IRS. kind of zoning. <laughs> yeah, IRS. As soon as I hear the word IRS, <laughs> like that's what that makes me conquer up a little bit, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> like I just get cringy, right? Exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> it's like that creepy ghost, right? But also the numbers, it's like, you know, when I start hearing terminology that I don't understand, sure. it's like, oh gosh, like i do not, you, you don't want to, I'm afraid I'm one of the people that I'm afraid to admit what I don't know. Like I, of course, Doctor Google is my friend, so I type mm-hmm. that stuff in there and start learning about it. So let's just start talking yeah. about terminology, so people yep. can feel comfortable understanding the terminology, what it means, and any differences between the numbers and the codes. Right. Okay, so five twenty nine accounts are strictly college
1: funding accounts. So they can be invested in whatever way you would like, um, and you, What I do, same with. Retirement funding is you find the amount of how much they want to save for. So if you're going to go to a WSU and you you have a six-month-old, we project out how much that costs going to be, work backwards on how much you need to save per month, and then you're off.
0: And then we're off and running. Right.
1: And depending on how much you want to fund, right? Some parents are like, we'll fund two years, two years are on you. We want to fully fund all four years. If yep. they want to go after that, then blah, 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 blah. Yes. Washington is a very expensive school. so um, I tell families, if you want to kind of shoot for the stars, then let's fund a Washington school because we're just an expensive school. And then usually everything else will be covered if they wanted to go to a different state. Oh, okay. They are transferable per state. It's not like a specifically state-funded college funding vehicle, but
0: those do exist as well. Okay. So. so when Isaac was little, we were looking at the programs where you would um, put money into it. It was only for Washington yeah. State schools. So what are those That's called? called GET. The GET program. Yeah, so that's like pre... It's prepaid tuition.
1: Okay. So 529 is like, we're just going to put our money in there, invest it, and grow it, um, and and contribute to it monthly. And GET program is, I'm going to contribute to it monthly, but I'm paying today's tuition for my child to go to school in the future.
0: And it's a Washington State school. Yes. So same
1: kind of thing. Some GET programs transfer, but um, and Washington State is expensive, so you usually will be fine if you had a GET program.
0: You just have to make sure that state will accept it and that a private school would accept it too. Okay, got it. So now let's talk about you did a 529, and then you mm-hmm. start realizing that the writing's on the wall, right. that perhaps your child's um, disability is uh, impacts them to the point where probably college is not going to happen. Right. Um, right, so with that 529, they um,
1: expanded the 529s to be a 529A.
0: So this was a federal change, federal correct? Change. This was a federal change. It right. happened within the last like, year or two, correct? That was the Washington adopted it a
1: year ago, okay. but it's been longer. Other states adopted it earlier. Got it. Okay. okay. So um, it went into federal law that you can have these accounts that are called a 529A, otherwise known as an ABLE account. So the advantages of this is you can save for our kiddos um, that aren't going to go to college, but it's a different, they can use it for different things other than college. So they can use it for the very important things they can use it for that are different are housing and groceries. Gotcha. Okay. So those are two biggies that you can use an ABLE account for that you can't use a special needs trust for. Um, And you can roll over your 529 I saved for college funds into an ABLE account at 15k a year okay so there's a limit to how much you can roll over there's not a time limit to when you can do it so if your child turns 18 and you're like okay this isn't happening you just start rolling the funds over into an ABLE every year until it's, it. until it's all rolled over
0: Okay, and you mentioned earlier that you recommend for your families that have multiple children to set up one 5-2-3-an right. account, and then that way, um, you know, for instance, I have four kids that you know, right? Um, I already have two that are saying they want to go to like trade school. Um, my son Caleb, I'm just being optimistic that we're not really sure where he's going to land and what he's going to do, and then we have my daughter who wants to be a doctor, so. You know what I'm saying? Because, yep. you know, that, but you recommend. So, yeah. 1-529. Yeah. And I always feel out the parents, right?
1: So, some parents are, I want all my kids to have equal shares um, in the amount of funds we're going to give them for college. Okay. With those families, I'm like, great, let's have separate accounts. Because you you specifically need that for yourself to be fair, quote unquote, between your kids.
0: We're using air quotes right now. Fair. fair. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Whatever that means to you. Um, but also that comes with more fees because you have more accounts open, right? Okay, there's yes. extra fees, there's fees per um, what you're investing in, all of that stuff. So if you pull it all together, you save some money. Also, who knows how it's all going to go down? And you can always change beneficiaries in one account. Like I have a client who has twins, right? They're both at school. So one of his daughters needs um, money on the 2nd of March, 10 grand. And then we change beneficiary to his other daughter and give her 10 grand on the next day you just change beneficiary within oh, a day gotcha. that's how you can have one account that's how fast for multiple kids
0: got it okay so you just change the beneficiary each time you need to make a distribution yep. got yep. it yep so
1: i prefer that way just because you're saving on fees and who knows who's gonna go where yeah um but it's just really dependent on the person so got it. um with our cases, let's say you have four kids, you put a pool of money in there, one of them doesn't end up going and you just roll a specific amount out of that with him as a beneficiary at that time to enable, then That's doable. Then you're good. Right?
0: Okay. See, and that was going to be my next question. You just were segued all nice and neat there for me is can you do a certain portion of that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, so now let's talk about a special needs trust because we kind of hinted yep. to that here just a second ago when we were talking about the biggest difference about the 529A mm-hmm. or the ABLE account is, is that you can use those funds for housing and grocery. Right. And then you mentioned the special needs trust. So Right.
1: So I like to look at an ABLE account as a spending, okay, like your checking. Check like a checking account. And then your special needs trust as a savings. Okay. So it. you would... The 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 real purpose of an able is is a couple things so people can roll over from a five twenty nine and also if your loved one starts working you can put wages in there, oh so that they can still be eligible for SSI. Yes,
0: yeah, so let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. So that so one of the biggest challenges that we have mm-hmm. once our kids turn eighteen they can become eligible mm-hmm. for SSI but the trick there is is that you can in- make your child ineligible. Uh, if they're earning too much and they have too much in an account, which is, isn't it like $2,000? $2, $2, yeah. yeah, it's $2,000, which is so right. not much. And that's combined accounts, like savings yep. and checking. That's total. Yep. Um, the other limitation, too, is then you have you cannot have any assets in their name because that can also count as that. Um, so, Correct. Uh, you know, I my house, for instance, like uh, it would never be able to be in Caleb's name because Correct. it would make him ineligible for Social Security because that's an asset. Correct. Um, so. so
1: when you're passing, so
0: when I mean checking and
1: savings, so if you're passing large assets to your, any of your kids, um, it needs to go into, one, a special needs trust for your um, child with special needs because then they won't disqualify them from SSI. Also, um, an ABLE account is a Medicaid payback vehicle, and if you have over $100,000 in a fa- an ABLE account, it affects your Social Security. Okay. So that's the couple reasons why you don't want to go over. One, if you're trying to transfer money um, for quality of life um, in a special needs trust that can be passed down to a secondary beneficiary, right? right. So, so let's say um, something happens to me and my husband, Ruth gets half in her special needs trust from our life insurance benefit, our, our, our IRAs and our house, and then, then Charlie gets also in a trust because she's Five. She doesn't need. She doesn't need that much. I don't know. Right now. Well, my network that'd be is a lot of, like that. Is great,
0: but um. Yeah, that'd be a lot of Barbies. Right. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, what is it? Shop, Shopkins. Oh, Shopkins. Yes. Oh, and you got to get a Hot Wheel too, like one of those motor, like battery-powered Hot Wheels. Like all all those stuff. Hot. All yeah, stuff all the things. So ridiculous.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, either one does not control that fund, so Ruth would go into a special needs trust because if it's, let's say, me and my husband between us. Justin life insurance have $4 million, $2 million is going to Charlie, $2 million is going to Ruth. Um, that's going into a special needs trust because, one, it, it exceeds the ABLE account. So yeah. it defeats the purpose of trying to have her be Social Security eligible. Um, and then, two, if Ruth passes, then we could have Charlie be the beneficiary after, right? So then she would get the she rest of She would get the rest of, rest of the money. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which yeah. makes sense. So, when we're talking about the difference between a trust for a child that's neurotypical, so that is that she's underage, and so someone's going to, you know, that money is going to sit there until a designated age. Um, Somebody's going to manage it, and then you can have all sorts of conditions because I have that for my boys and my daughter. You have to jump through like a fire hoop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They have to be like 35, they have to already have crashed and burned their first marriage. Can't go to their ex. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All these great things. All joking aside, but um, I was really. Insistent on making sure that they're like, I, if you know, I should die tomorrow, you know, I have like a fair amount of life insurance right. and a decent house that would go into this trust made for my four kids. Um, but I, I'm not kidding when I say that I didn't want it to be released until 30. Because I don't think you make good decisions until even 30. I I'm, I'm no. questioning it, you know, because it's it's just a lot of yeah. It's a lot of money, a lot of responsibility. But the difference between the trusts and the conditions set on the money that would be for my neurotypical children and what's set aside for Caleb is that that money is used for different things. And like you right. said, it can't be used for housing, can't be used for groceries, but it can be used for a lot of other structures. Right. Or things. Right. Um, you know, let's talk about some examples. Quality, like
1: quality of life things, right? So you could pay for trips for him and a caregiver to go. Yes.
0: So that he can go on a family trip with his siblings, but he's paying his portion. Correct. And the siblings aren't paying for him to then come and a caregiver. Right. Um, also, like in there too was just, you know, um, to be able to, like for Christmas. Right. And things like that. Right. Well, albeit it, can't cover housing and groceries. It still can cover a lot. of yeah. Equipment. Um, transportation, transportation. Job coaching. Yeah. Yes, um, even educate yeah. education. You know, yeah, you know, it may not look like a four year college, right. But co- you know, yep. community college yep. or skill. You know, different things. Life coaching. Yep. Um, there's a lot of things that the special needs trust then has directions, and then, and then also, also in Caleb's, um, and I'm sure as with everybody, but with Caleb, we don't know how this is yep. going to look when he, you know, I, I fell off a roof, which is what inspired me to um, get my shit together, if you will, because um, it scared me uh, when I was really. Not, not able to walk for a while after that whole thing happened um i'm all joking aside i'm fine now. i'm but a real like imaginative yes. person so i'm just oh. like oh it was spectacular oh yes yes and i was wearing my wonder woman shirt at the time which was just added insult to injury that i was wearing my coveted wonder woman shirt and anyway so that's a whole nother story <laughs> it's on my blog it's already out there it's already out there but um for caleb I don't know what that's going to mm-hmm. look like for him. And I certainly, again, we're I'm hoping for the best, but planning for the worst. And so what I loved about that is there's language in there about conditions, how the special needs trust can be exited if he has the capacity to be able to meet certain criteria. Yes. And so for him, that's, you know, he has to be able to maintain full-time employment for 24 consecutive months where he's able to support um, 100% of his living expenses. And then there's other, you know, sub-things yep. that, um, so that made me feel good because, again, that's that. For the best, planning for the worst, um, and the reality of it is, is when we're talking about, you know, autism in particular, um, the percentage of individuals with on the autism spectrum. This is the entire spectrum. Eighty-five um, percent of them are under or unemployed. Um, which, if you don't have sustainable employment, you can't live independently, or as independently as you want. You may always have to have a roommate, or um, you may never own a home. Those sorts of things, and so. I so I love the idea that, you know, um this would protect him, but there was a measurement, a way for him to be able to show that no, I'm good. No, yeah, I'm gonna be fine. So that's that's cool. Um so the key, talk to me about that fifteen thousand dollars. So you yeah. can only roll over fifteen thousand dollars a year per, year. per year. Per year. Okay. Yeah, they just have a
1: limit on that and they they have a limit on how much you can actually hold in that. I know <clears throat> I think legislation wise they were trying to change those things so you can have a larger limits and there is an age. Um there's an age issue with it right now too with okay, So some of these things are just still being Yeah. Cool I mean it's newer, so sure. they're still working that stuff out. But like um that fifteen grand It's not it's not it's not a horrible thing. It's just a a lot of maintenance if you think that you're already done it and you've saved like sixty grand and five twenty nine. Then it's a lot of rolling it over the other thing when we didn't discuss it yet you want to think about look, if you have multiple children um and you in all fairness right split it evenly whatever you you feel great with but like your daughter wants to be a doctor yes. okay then and and this happens in typical families too like three kids one's going to be a lineman one's going to be a doctor one is going to trade school. How do you make that fair, right? Can yeah. we save some funds for the lineman to buy a house, right? Or what What do we do to make it fair? So you kind of have to decide that within your family. Um, yeah. But if you didn't want to take funds, let's say from a 529, you can just fund the ABLE if you wanted to out of pocket. And then um, the 529 could go to your other children, and then that could pass down to their grandkids, if your your potential future grandkids, if they didn't end up spending everything. So it can go across siblings, and then it can go down line.
0: Down generations.
1: Okay. So there's multiple options. You just kind of have to, you got to feel out with the family what's the most important. and then Which is
0: why a financial planner is such a real (laughs) asset to have in your life. Just not to make a plug for you, Mary, but I'm making a plug for you. Because this stuff is scary. This is. My like these are my like the OSHA oh topics that it's just like I, I need to know about this, but it scares me and it gives me anxiety. Well, it's not I, like anybody comes to me and they're ugh. like, oh my god, I'm so excited for this meeting. Yay! <laughs> Can't wait.
1: <laughs> I want to talk about like dying. Yeah. And I want to talk about like my kids' future. And I'm like I'm
0: pumped. I'm just pumped yes, to meet so so you today.
1: Pumped. Luckily, yeah, we're like, in a building with sweet frosting, so I can like bribe people
0: with cupcakes. <laughs> oh, hey. That is true. Actually, we meet there on nice. <laughs> weird. I see yeah convenient <laughs> i like i like your style i like your style Drivery. yeah so the also too just to dumbify this that's mm-hmm. what i'm calling it dumbify um, holly's gonna say and crayon and crayon, crayon so really the 529 is a much versatile option versus a get program because when we're having kids we're committing to the fact that we expect and it is an expectation this child is going to go to crush now what happens like if people did invest in a get program like get plan and mm-hmm. their child then you find out that okay so this is is there anything that can be done i mean at the
1: core of it the get is a 529 they've just leveraged it in a different way state state specifically okay, okay so i would have i don't know that answer i would have to find that out but at the core of a get it's actually a 529 it's okay. just the state has locked,
0: locked it in for use for the their tuition. Yeah yeah, the tuition yeah yeah so i would have to look at that i'm not quite sure i don't know that answer Okay, no, and that's fine, but see, that's the thing we admit when we don't know, but it it's an interesting thought, just in the sense that, like I said, I remember I told you before we actually hit the record button, I was sitting in the hospital, I was so excited, because I just had Isaac, first baby, we had to do fertility stuff, and this whole thing, <laughs> right. and um, then all of a sudden, it's like, he was born on March 28th, and I was like, oh, crap, like, we have to make decisions and get stuff in place, because April 1st is right around the window, you know, do, you know what I mean, yeah. like, we have just, you got to get it in, and blah, 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 and again, we had no idea. Yeah that and I
1: split the difference um so for Charlie I have the get for two years because I was like I'm just gonna pay for tuition for two years for you and then I'm gonna do a 529 and plan for Ruth for two years in whatever way that means so if that's tuition and in my head that makes sense because yeah. even if she doesn't go to school I'm, I'm giving them equal things yes. right I've paid for tuition for you through the get I have a five twenty nine here for Ruth. If she ends up going to college and she uses it, cool. If not, I can roll it to enable. But otherwise they both would have the same result. And and since I'm a financial advisor, I kinda wanted to see what it looked like in the end. Gotcha. Right? Like is the get because I'm just prepaying tuition, is that mm-hmm.
0: outlive my five twenty nine oh, funds? So you're kinda of <laughs> you're gonna have more information for it. So I'm I'm seeing a follow up <laughs> podcast in what uh fifteen years. So today. I can
1: like say this. Uh, they'll probably be close to the even. The, well, it depends on how much Washington weighs. Uh, increases Washington tuition, yeah. Tuition, which it has been a lot. So that's yeah. kind of why I was, like, hedging the bet there. But um, kind of a, an experiment.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that you're experimenting with your money. I love that. <laughs> on myself. Yeah, on yourself. I love that. Like, that sounds like a really good plan. Um. There was another question I was going to ask you. Oh, just more of a comment. I know that, um, again, we talk about fair with air quotes again. Um, And that's one of those things, too. And I was doing my planning for life um, after I fell off the roof. uh, You know, again, when you're talking about the reality of it is, is that, um, you know, my neurotypical kids have the potential of, you know, with. The tools that they yep. are given, they can do a lot of great things if they should choose to do that. I'm saying that because I have two teenage boys right now and some days I'm just kinda like, oh, I have no idea how this is gonna turn out. But aside from They're all of that, boys, if you're still listening yeah. to this, I have great faith <laughs> that we're great. we're gonna do awesome things. But again, with Caleb and again, I have I'm hoping for the best, but planning for the worst. Um you know, if he is going to require support, that is going to take more money. It's more expensive. Um, again, you know, like the fun part about like being single yeah. and then dating is, is it's like, hi, you know, like, yes, I'm, a, you know, here's my you know, four children and this one may live with us forever. Isn't that appealing? Yay! Um, but that's the thing. The reality of this mm-hmm. is, you know, even after I get divorced, it's like, okay, so in, in mentally I'm still planning yeah. and planning to retire for two but me and my child but even also when we're talking about how we want to divide assets like there was a difference in the amount of assets that were allocated to Caleb because the potential is there that um he will need more support and help through the span of his life whereas the other two have earning potential that um it's difficult so those are really uncomfortable things and I really struggle because you know my mind I you know just growing up I really struggled with just feeling like things were very unfair um amongst my siblings um And never feeling like, you know, there was any semblance of things being equal um, and fair. But yet, the sad reality of it is, is that when you are, you know, planning for children that are differently abled, you know, those are things that it's okay to have to make some of those different decisions. Yeah. I've had clients all the way across the board.
1: So I've I've had clients who say, I'm going to give... Uh, My special needs child, all of my funds, because my ABLE kids are, like you say, they are able to make a living. They have earning potential should
0: they choose to dig deep and do great things.
1: 100%. The hard part in that is when you're not around, they're only around. And if you don't have that talk beforehand of being very clear of why you're making those decisions, that could be very difficult. And there could be some resentment. There could be a lot of things, right? So Yes. Um I I teach my kids I treat my kids equally in those ways because even though Charlie has earning potential, I don't feel like I should disadvantage her with my estate because she's able. Yes. No, and I agree. But the hard it's part very is very difficult to it's make hard. those choices. And so if, if Charlie's gonna have a part and whatever that means in helping with Ruth when we're gone, and that could be just being her sister. Either way, I want them to know that we just divided it up. And
0: yeah, and I think it's one of the the conversations that we have had in our family. And again, we haven't really had this conversation with Kelly because she's still she's the youngest of all of them. But definitely for the boys, is that by having a different allocation of my estate it's also the intent to not put a financial burden on them in terms of that feeling re- financially responsible to help him be successful his whole life. Correct. And so there's that when you have that conversation and you you know cuz you know my boys are you know um, 16 and 17 and it's like you know what would you rather have more of the pie going to Caleb so that in that way someone is managing that and he's going to be taken care of without you guys having to financially help like mm-hmm. have him living with you or paying helping to offer offset the rent or would you like it to be all fair and then there's the potential that your brother may really struggle and you have to make that decision about you know what that's going to look like yeah are they going to live with you yeah are are you how do you feel now tyler would say oh no my wife will be totally fine with my brother living in the basement for forever but you know there might be a day where you know i I hope that you find someone that um you know is really that understanding but you know the reality of it is is that you know you want to open up options. Correct, um, correct. And I
1: don't I'm probably a weirdo in the opinion that I don't <coughs> I don't think Charlie has to be responsible for Ruth. Um I just I can't I mean she's 5 now so I just can't imagine putting that on her. Um I do tell her all the time she has to be your sister. Yeah. She does. That's yeah. required. You're just that's the thing. But I can't um I don't want to steal anything from her either. And yeah. and potential Schools, jobs, oh, absolutely, life in general. Um,
0: and I think it's the personality of the kid, because let me right. be clear that uh, Kelly, Kelly, I don't think there's any risk of Kelly swooping in to take care of Caleb for the rest of his life. Just don't see it. You know what I mean? Like, they love each other, but yet she's going to be like, yeah, see sweat, my friend. Um, Tyler, on the other hand, is a totally different animal. He has that, like, caretaking, and um, just he you know that's just Tyler's personality. Well and I think that's why I'm conscious of it with Charlie because yeah. she's like that
1: too. I mean yeah. she's at five and she's told us I want to take care of Ruth when you guys are gone and I'm like can I say that for you? a few Disney oh, yeah. movies right. because yeah. all the parents die and yeah, she's right? like well, well you guys are going to die like in a year and I'm like I- yeah.
0: Oh, okay yeah Kayla points that out he's like oh mom I'm sorry you have gray hair and are gonna <laughs> die soon well,
1: that's something special so even I at. mean she's five and she's talking about it and I'm like yeah. that's why I'm just kind of like on that line of
0: you just need to be your sister
1: because she's five yeah um but on the flip side like our mother-in-law is our person that's going to take care of our kids if something happens and she's 67 yeah so we have no interim yeah I mean, unless it's you time. want two more. children.
0: Yes. Hey, you know what? The more the merrier. Like, we have a compound that. out of meat. <laughs> It'll <laughs> be paid funny. for. You got it. Here's a funny story about that is, is that I recently <laughs> got married. And so when I got engaged, um, Caleb says, oh, no. And I was like, "Whoa!" like, hey, this is a little bit surprising because I thought you, you loved John. And he's like, no, no, I do. I love John. I just don't think we have room for any more kids because when you get married that's when babies come and I was just like oh hey no 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 close, no. yes, yes shops stop. <laughs> that, there's no way that happening. but it's so funny because it, you know one of my four um is is he was a homeless teen right. that um You know, for those listening that don't know. So he came to us in the eighth grade and we officially got legal custody or like finalization. Um, It wasn't an official adoption because that would have taken a long time and he would turn 18. So we um, did everything within this side of adoption to secure him with our family, but bouncing 16 year old is what we got so um anyway so can you believe that now he's 17 but um yeah so you know in Caleb's mind you know that's kind of the you know oh gosh where are we gonna fit more kids yeah. and he's not a huge fan of screaming babies I think you know older kids is fine so yeah hey you know we'll leave that as a definite possibility. yeah so I think
1: I mean there's two sides of the coin right there's do I have a sizable bucket enough that I feel like dividing it fairly is just cool is the bucket an excise where I want to allocate more to one and the others? And I've had that conversation and we're very clear with why. Um, and they're old enough to understand. Because um, when you are gone, they, no matter what, they still have to be a, a sibling of that person. And they are going to know what their funds are probably. Unless you have a professional trustee or you can have another family member do it. Or a friend or or, or any of those dynamics. But they're probably going to know. So I, I'm I'm all for... Doing what's best for your family as long as it's transparent to all parties.
0: Involved. Yes. Because you don't want to add more hurt and right. more need for counseling. I mean, I'm a big believer in counseling. Right. I think we should all be in counseling for the span of our life, but yeah it's you need to be very clear yeah. and, and explain are there any other considerations that families should be taking in consideration when they're doing financial planning exactly. we talked about yeah. special needs trust we talked about the 529s, 529s and the differences so
1: um, i mean life insurance what kind do you have how much what is it covering um those are just the questions I ask all my clients.
0: And again, when you're talking about we talked early on and I said one of the questions I'm gonna ask you and I'll just ask you right now is um how much do families need to be planning and saving for for when you know you're gonna have a lifelong dependent and you're like, Oh, that's you know, I get asked that question all the time. But Yeah, so how big is the bucket?
1: I mean I get that
0: all how big does my bucket need to be?
1: That's our families, that's typical families, that's that's all of all of the families that I i interact with but you you kind of have to flip your mind and think what is my spend rate in retirement and for a typical family that can be let's just say $5000 so mm-hmm. if you're looking down the line and you think um i'm going to have no liabilities i'm going to travel twice a year you know, it's just me and my husband, we're grocering it up. I mean, how much do you really need a month, right? It's hard to think no liabilities because we yes. think we're going to have a house payment forever. Um, so what is that rate? You multiply that by 12, find out what your annual is, and you work backwards, right? Yes. Because then you think, then you can find out how big the bucket needs to be. With us, it's how much extra would we need to spend to have another person live with us? So um, what are their benefits going to be like? Will they be Social Security be eligible? Yes. Will that be part of it? So that that covers a chunk of it. Will they have health care through yes, that? Yes, health
0: care is a big thing. Right.
1: Because after 26, I think it is extended now. They changed it with Obamacare. But at 26, they used to get kicked off. So I think if your child is disabled in the eyes of the law, then they can stay on your insurance. But you're still paying for it. And when you yes. retire, you have no employer health care anymore. Yes. So if you so retire early... Yeah, all the things happen. So things. you got to plan for your own, it's like a face mask thing, plan for your own retirement. What does that look like? And then tack on how much more it would be to have a loved one stay with you. It's the same on, on the on the parent side. Like if you have a, that's why I ask, in, like when I meet with a client, I, I ask very specific questions. One of them is, do you have any children with extra needs? Also, how are your siblings? How are your parents? Yes, because if you're, picture involves taking care of them that's an added portion that you add on so it's always going to just be that that monthly number we're going to target and work backwards from and that could change but we just do cash flows to look at it and
0: then you can get your bucket number backwards from that got it Is, does that make sense yes it absolutely does make sense and so again you know if you know like i am down to one parent just because of you know life circumstances but again so it's adjustable as you right as things as change you right so as your child you realize that hey my child yeah. is going to be able to be, live pretty independently so this is going to be great then all of a sudden you can then make adjustments to your financial right
1: plan. totally so like they're living independently they're still social security eligible so they're getting eight hundred dollars a month they're working part-time they're covering their rents um and their groceries seems like we're doing pretty good yeah um so, I mean, I always don't like to think of just you passing away and, and, and what's the outcome. I mean, that's a, that is a big milestone, but it's like, what's that in between to look like? Well, after 21, if they find if they're deciding to go through the whole school system till 21, then what, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, <clears throat> then, so true. Yeah. So the Holly question that we're tacking to the end is, is it too late to start planning? Like, is there a certain point where it's like, oh, no point in steering now. Like, you're pretty much hosed. Um, I say this because I was just giving the example, you know, my new husband planned has been planning because they knew pretty early on that their son would not be able to live um, independently, require 24-hour care. Um, but in my world, being divorced and just you know different, um, you know type of employment, not just not that nonprofit work isn't fantastic, because it totally is very rewarding, but a little difficult to save for the future. Your cup was full, like, yes, exactly. Fulfillment. Yeah, my yes, I am fulfilled just from an emotional perspective, and just you know every day. Oops. Oopsies. Okay, cool. Sorry. That's the ringtone for my (laughs) ex-husband. We'll call him back. But (laughs) in fairness, this is the Wicked Witch in the West. So it's fine. We we love each other greatly from um, different locations Uh, on a different different planet. Planet. Yeah. Um, But, you know, again, my capacity, my ability to, you know, have saved for, you know, like financial planning is, was very minimal. So when we talk about planning, like, is it too late knowing that, you know, Caleb's 13 and my youngest daughter is 10 now? Um, Are there still things that you can do to get caught up or start making a plan?
1: I mean, I think there's always time. I mean, we're very proactive thinkers and you just live with what you can live with. Once you start getting extra and you're actually budgeting and you're like, Oh, we
0: actually have some extra or (gasps) first time in my life. I've been, I have extra. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wow, what is this? Like this whole, like stretching this, you know, like chat, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden it's like, Oh,
1: Oh, good. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that point where you know that you have extra and then what are you going to do with it? And what is your actual priority goal? Okay. So is it paying down debt? Is it planning for the future? Um, I always think, like I said, you have to put your life mask on first, which usually means kind of paying down some debt. Yeah. But if you were 13 and 10 and you're like, I want to actually plan some things, you should probably put some some money aside. And I say it's never too late because some people just need help budgeting. There's a ton of people out there that make a yeah. lot of money and they just spend it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're early on, and you're like, well, where's this 10 grand going a month because you make that much, then you should probably see. some yeah, there's people for that. We have you, there's people out there that, <laughs> that can help you with that. But I mean, I don't think it's ever not too late. It just you gotta prioritize. It's all about prioritizing your goal.
0: Out of curiosity, and this is just a little morbid mm-hmm. question I got for you, just because now we're talking about like people and their financial planning. I'm just curious. Um, I I just have known kind of the patriarchs of families really want to have a nest egg so that when they pass on, they're mm-hmm. leaving. Even like grown adults, like, you know, you're, you know, an 80 year old man passes away and he's leaving his, you know, 50 year old children, um, like just, you know, here's an inheritance. Um, you know, my kind of philosophy is, and again, nonprofit sector, you're not living high on the hog here, um, is that I have life insurance and, you know, obviously I have my home and those will be assets. But, you know, at a certain point when everybody is like self-sufficient, it's that, oh, okay, so now that's, you know, I'm thinking about retirement for me and when I pass away, I want to make sure my funeral expenses are covered, my um, debts are settled, and, you know, like, peace out. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm done here. Yeah. Um, so is, is there still that, has that thought process like transitioned and so that's kind of more of how people are thinking or do people still really plan on leaving inheritances to their adult children or yeah. grandchildren and stuff i mean i don't know i'm just curious because yeah, i just wonder it's, whether it's or not it's pretty
1: split i mean there's there's families and i i meet with people my age i'll age myself i'll be 39 this month god you're so I nice now
0: so you're a Little whippersnapper know.
1: last year i'm a 30
0: um yeah. hey the forties are great actually, I gotta say. I know, I'm
1: not I'm not opposed. Um but so I always ask people in, in our meetings too, like, do you have a will? Because people need to have a will. And then two, I ask what their place and their parents are. And a lot of people don't know that. Or they so haven't what does that mean? asked. Like if you... So, if, do my parents have a will? Do I know what my place is? Am I the executor? Oh, Where do I they see. keep their will? What are their um, actual wishes? Have they prepared a burial? Yeah. So, I make them, like, think about their own will first, and then I ask them about their parents, because most people are going to have some place in that, right? They're either sure. going to be executor, or they're going to have to make health directive decisions, or whatever it is, or they don't know at all. Yeah. So um most people have a kind of an idea of what would be passed to them maybe a rough idea but with long-term care hap- things happening you yeah. can wipe out a whole plan to pass on yeah. wealth if they haven't planned correctly yeah. so i think we're in this kind of in in between where like my dad was in the generation before the boomers I believe so it's like the ancients I don't remember (laughs) whatever that whole thing is is called like it's something like that and they and his parents too were always passer downers so they had hefty life insurance whole life that was gonna generation wealth down yeah um I mean my dad had long-term care for a very long time so everything was wiped out um There is going to be a huge wealth transfer happening, but it'll be happening between a boomer and a boomer. Yeah. Right? It's going to be like a husband passing away to a wife. And then if there's anything left after the wife, then it'll pass to the millennials. Yeah. So there is wealth transfer. It's just, I don't think people think like that as
0: much anymore. And I tell my
1: clients, hey, man, you worked your whole life. Yeah, you should really enjoy your retirement
0: my philosophy for my, my parents is that um, and really for any like this is just my mindset is that I really am not concerned about how much money is coming here because you know I am my response I have to be responsible for myself and I'm not banking I just don't feel good about banking on your death right. like sorry just right. not right. I would just rather you pass on and know sorry I've got all these little things going on here about the, our lacrosse practice is going to happen here soon good stuff but i would much rather know that um they used their retirement their their assets that they accumulated um and lived like their their awesome right life, and it's not more, when i
1: ask people to know what their parents place in their will it's not just money it's yeah. like
0: do they, they even do, do the they times. actually
1: have a health care directive do they know yeah. what that means yeah do you know what that means Who's going to make the decisions when it comes down to it? And where do they want to be? Yeah. right. Because my dad passed and he wanted to be cremated, but I have no idea where he wants to be. So he's hanging out with us, which is yep. probably where he wants to be. Yeah. I, which is probably okay. I don't know that answer, right? So yeah. it's more of a, and I always tell people, put it on me. I met with my financial advisor today, and she, she told me to find out what, what your wishes are. And not from a money standpoint, just from yeah. like a, where is the will.
0: Yes. Do I have to? Is my I, name
1: on it, and yes. what is my responsibility?
0: Yeah. The one cool thing I will say, when I had my estate planning done, which was by Randy Johnson at Lightlock City Law, giving a little plug. Um, one of the cool things was when I named all the different people. She sent the out letter. letters. Yeah the letter went out to everybody that were mentioned in my will, so then that way they knew that they have a role in it. Now, it didn't give too many specifics, right. um, but it told them just to let you know, like, should something happen to Holly, here's our contact information, you know, we have the original here, yep. blah, 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 and I have to tell you, it really got a lot of people calling me, because, you know, you think about it, is, you know, like, I have, like, okay, you know, first choice of taking care of my children, second, third, immediate, like, if I was killed in an accident, or I'm incapacitated, the emergency person that will immediately get, like, immediate, you know, custody of my children in the moment will be this person, but this will be the long-term person after all of the things happen, Um, it made people start reaching out and being like, hey, so what is that exactly, and what is my role going to be, just so that I can be prepared, and so I really liked that, because again, you know, I'm certain that my mom has her will done, because sometimes when she gets a little upset with me, she'll... Yes, exactly. She rips that sucker up, or just you know, revision. And I changed my will, sure. but doesn't actually tell you what's in the will. Um, uh, so, so it, it you're, right. you're right, it does make a big difference. Yeah, um, it's just,
1: I mean, you can put it on somebody else. do I yeah. mean, don't make it about money, but just make it about like, I feel like I need to know what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and I think from my experience with my dad, since he has Parkinson's and he had, I mean, he had Alzheimer's at the end. I think we all will. Um. I mean, I told my husband, I'm like, hey, I'm not in this world. I don't want to be in this world, Mm -hmm. right? Like, can you be responsible for that? And he's like, the sweetest person ever. And he's like, no.
0: I'm like, yes. Hey, well, great. I'll find somebody that can. Because I just don't. I also don't want to necessarily have like one of my siblings do it because they're going to be like, oh, paper cut? Yeah, take her off life support. You know what I mean? (laughs) there's other
1: he's also he's like no and i'm like great holly yeah holly (laughs) hey i'll I'll
0: make sure i vet this whole thing out but i won't let you right right but
1: i mean the flip side of that is like i i don't want to leave my husband in a a spot where he has someone to take care of in a long-term care situation and then ruth like that's not somewhere you want to be either where you're taking care of a disabled child and you're taking care of a spouse that's sick yes um so that goes into the world of all the insurances and Be how are Be specific, gonna cover people. Yeah. Be very specific. And just have one. Yes. Yes. Have it in writing, have, have it done by a lawyer. Just like...
0: Yeah. Pay, pay the money. Just do it. Yes. Don't write
1: it yourself. I get it. I get it. DIY viewers. Like, I understand you, but like when it comes down to it, do you really trust that you've done it correctly?
0: Yes. And I'm telling you, just from a person that fell off the roof, um, again... Um, like Randy fell into my life right after I fell <laughs> the off roof. the roof and recovered a little bit to the point where I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel like this is destined to be. Like this is like the universe telling me, Holly, get, get your shit together. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, it was an investment, but I have to tell you I felt very adult and like, wow, like I'm so responsible. Cause I was divorced at that point too. Yeah. Even more reason to get your poop in a group, if you know what I mean. Um, just in terms of I always my poop in a group, yes, right. I'm telling you. So anyway, but yeah, I think I covered it all. I feel like we did a pretty good job. Yeah, and I would say craning like craning this down I, I to the demi. Like I tell my
1: clients, like I'm not the only game in town. Like interview somebody, especially in a financial advising situation. It's usually a personality match more than like a knowledge of things.
0: But okay, I'm gonna ask this question yeah. though. Do you feel like now you have the ability to take off your like I'm a financial mm-hmm. planner and special needs like mom. I'm a human. Yeah, I'm a you're a human being. Okay, so you have the capacity to think big. Do you, do you really think it's a big deal to find a financial planner that understands the special need aspect, or do you feel like because you said you had to learn well, a lot think, and you were in the I, field? I
1: think it is just in like how the the, the lifestyle is like yes. I, the only, the reason that I understand is cuz you you could cancel on me 3 times and I just know it's cuz your kids yeah. are rough and you have a rough schedule.
0: Yeah, it was a shit show day.
1: Totally. And then I know the finance financial burden part um I guess of of raising a child in that way and then I know the emotional part of thinking about um outliving my child or the flip side of not. Yeah. Um so I think on those levels, I can, I can talk to people. Um, if they're a good financial advisor, they will raise their hand and ask for help
0: if they don't know. Yeah. And I have to think that one that has more experience is probably going to have come across different unique situations more so they have more um, experience to... Right.
1: And I'm always going to ask the questions of if somebody has, like,
0: special needs children
1: yeah. or parents that they need to take care of. Because if you don't ask those questions...
0: Or if you haven't been asked those questions by your financial planner. Then that could see your whole plan. Yeah. You could
1: say, oh, I need five grand a month in retirement, but they didn't take in account that my father-in-law is going to live in our basement. Yeah. And what is that going to be like mm-hmm. financially and emotionally? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we're all relatively humans, but I just, you know, interview somebody and, and, and find out their why and why they're doing it and just ask real questions of them to find out. So perfect all
0: right I mean I am awesome but she is awesome like I said now Mary look at me I'm to a point now where like I actually like I'm not living paycheck to paycheck right now I don't have debt because well when you work for a nonprofit, there's really you know no like, chance to get no debt. chance to get into <laughs> debt because yeah you just you you know you have chances you should be proud of yourself no. no well I always if you ask my kids I'll say kids credit cards are and then they'll scream the devil and exactly I really firmly believe that um yeah so exactly so we also not, play it, it's not a joke like it's not a joke because you could have yeah. gone
1: into debt easy and you did it
0: oh yeah absolutely but it was really important to me um you know not that you know there weren't ups and downs but yeah we you survived. And um, the other thing that I was going to tell you, too, which I want to do a podcast on this, and you probably, you am probably the front person to pull in on this game, is that I got ticked off at my kids, primarily my, um like multiple things happened. Did I tell you my mom game of life? No. I did not tell you that my mom game of life. I don't know if I'm ready. Okay, so my mom came like I got ticked off at my teenagers because it's I want, I want, I want, I need, I need, I need, and again, yes, totally, I totally get it. But then there was also this like panic of like, oh my god, like you know, Caleb was freaking out in the car one day because he was like, can we stop someplace and get X, Y, and Z, um, and. He wanted, a, you know, something at the store. And I was like, dude, like, I don't get paid until Friday. And so, like, we're on a very tight budget until Friday. <clears throat> and he was just like, oh, my God, we're going to be bankrupt. We're going to live all the street!" Like, literally, he panicked, like, freaked out, freaked out. And I was just like, whoa, buddy, like, come down. Like, you know, it's just that, like, you know, I have to wait till I get a paycheck to put it in the bank. Because, you know, this isn't just a magic card that just spits out money right. and pays magic things, right? Yeah, like
1: Amazon delivers groceries to our
0: house. Yeah. And my like, kids just think that's normal. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, anywho, I decided it was a a combination of multiple things where I was sick and tired of them harassing me for money, and then I was freaked out because it's like, oh, my God, like, Caleb has no clue about how these things work, so... (laughs) I got all the Monopoly money out of the Monopoly game and I like created mom's game of life and we played it for a week um, and I had um, again it was based off of you have to pay rent um, you have to pay for your phone bill you have to pay for the internet and you have to pay for food and transportation so those were the five things and so um, Caleb and Kelly's rent was $25 a week and it's due on this day. Um, Kayla, or Tyler and Trevor's um, was um, $50 because um, and and they were like, well, they ha- Caleb and Kelly share a room. Tyler and Trevor have their own room. So it's just, you know, hello, you gotta make choices, right? So for that week, once they figured that out, they started bunking together because they wanted less rent. I'm like, very smart decisions, young man. And I structured it in a way that they had to start making decisions. If they made their own food for the seven day period, um, their food per day was only um, $5 a day. If they wanted mom to make their food, then it was ten dollars a day. It's just all in decisions that you have to make. And then transportation was um, consider it like a bus pass. Like if I'm picking you up on my usual route, you know, um, we're good. Then we're good. That but you still have to pay for the bus pass, right? Because right? the bus doesn't pick you up. Yeah. yeah. But if we extra I have to go out of my way, yeah. then that's considered an Uber ride. Right right so with that being said um we played it and then of course too with whatever money you have left over at the end then you get to cash it out for real money and so it was this whole thing but you know they had to start you know Caleb was just like oh mom I just don't think I can make my own food I I think I need to go with the $10 a month plan so you know what here's my phone I don't need it this week right and I was just like Caleb you are very smart very smart indeed right um they also um tried to pay me rent and um I charged them thirty five dollars for about checks fee because again like it was late well it wasn't late. there was late fees but also too what happened was you know they have cash right and I paid them they, they how they got their money was based on their grades. So oh, okay. for every A oh, okay. it was for every day I would do a grade check or you know like you know did you sure. do what you needed to do. And so that was basically how it was either you know five or four dollars um a day a day, so on and so forth. So again, you know, strategizing this so that in the end, if they made wise choices, they could end up cashing out some money. But if they made crappy choices, so the boys, they had to pay their rent with a check. Like made them fake checks and deposit slips and stuff. Well, they just go to like they write out a check and give it to me, and I'm like, "Now you owe me thirty five dollars because this is a bad check. The bank doesn't have your money." And they were like, "Wait, what is this? Like you have to use a deposit slip. This whole thing." Well, my daughter figured out if I held on to her money, she was getting extra dollars in her little envelope. And she's like, "Well, what's this? It's called interest, my love." So she's just like, "Whoa!" And of course, like, it was an inflated love. amount. Yeah. She's like, "You take all of my money. You know what I mean?" Right. But it was the word. It was like an awesome week and a horrible week at the same time <laughs> because, like, literally. I've never heard so much complaining in my entire life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was great for Caleb because he was starting to understand, oh, you got to put money in the bank and then mm-hmm. you can do all these different things. And he was making choices about what's important to me. Um, the teenagers, it was just, you know, they were rotten and, um, you know, they got it to the end, but it was close it was, to the negative. Yes. It was, oh yeah, always right and right on the edge. But yeah, I will tell you, my kids now know how to fill out deposit slips and write checks. Like it was so funny because I had to write a check for Kelly for school or something and she
1: Filled it out I for you. Filled it nice. out for me and
0: brought it to me to sign. And I was just like, wow, that was a great, like, little activity that we did. So Well, with uh, Junior Achievement Comes to Town,
1: maybe you can do a simulation. Junior Achievement does that. Oh. It's a simulation on an iPad, so they give them a job. They have kids.
0: Yes. All of that and stuff. And they did that through the school, yeah, but it didn't school. click with them until it was the tangible I money know. that they had to make It's not a check, with.
1: but it is it's hard because on an iPad, that's actually how we all pay bills now. Right. It is, but we don't actually hold any money. Correct. Yeah. And
0: it, this was incentivized by the, the boys is great. So for every yeah. A that they had every single day, I would take a snapshot right. of it. And so I would pay them different rates. So like one day, like you get nothing for an F. Right. That means that you got sent home from work because you're a screw up. Right. A $1, like for a D it was $1. Right. So next time work a little harder. Right. And that was actually for them. It's like, this sucks. Like, how do you expect me? Yeah. It, get it sucks A's. when you, yeah, right. exactly. We're, we got to show, show up at least. Yeah. yeah. But that kind of was that work ethic thing too of like, hey, I have to work hard to get paid that top level to maximize then the money I have so I can have my phone and the internet. You know what right. I mean? Because that was the thing too. Is then also, yeah. you know, the whole transportation thing. It's like when mom wouldn't go out of her way. It's going to be ten dollars for an Uber ride, right? do you really want to do that? And no, I don't have the money. It's like it sucks to be you, my yeah. friend. That's but good though. It, yeah, but like I said, they did that simulation yeah. through Junior Achievement, but it didn't actually click, click until um, they had the incentive that they could cash the money out of right the for something tangible. Um, well, and I have a piggy bank for Charlie, and it's—is um Is it
1: divided into the little sections? Yeah, it's save spend give yeah and so we just did pedal for a purpose and so we brought it she wanted she did it the year before so she decided that she wanted to give to pedal for a purpose it was like four bucks but still it's like it's her it's her realizing that we spend save give and we give her her spend so she could buy stuff at the little bake sale at school and so she's like
0: like smarties i guess yeah and so she's all in and oreos hey whatever it takes but i feel like that tangible of having done that activity while well, it was yeah. a huge pain in my ass right um, it's a lot of work for caleb though it totally clicked like now he understands the debit card and like the bank and interest and you know like rent and how much does this place cost to rent out or yeah can you like plug that into your like curriculum well, I actually was thinking about like bringing it in and having them formalize it because literally I did it in a notebook where it had little right. envelopes for each right. kid and stuff. But um, so I was telling Anna that that might be one of my summer projects. She's kind of creating it because again, the tangible piece of not doing it on an iPad you could do like the um, sibling sibling spotlight. Yeah, part there you go. Maybe yeah, maybe I love it though. Anyway, yeah. So like I said, my kids are not happy, but it was a good time, kind of sort of anyway. All right. all right. Well, we are going to wrap up because you guys heard my timer going off. That means I have to go fetch all my children and start running them around to therapy and uh, lacrosse practice. So I'm going to be busy. I'm sure you will too. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate you doing yeah, that. That was awesome. All right. We're going to end today's Isaac's Autism, Autism in the Wild podcast. And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe and just remember we're all in this together. So find your tribe and hold them tight.